Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Host a celebratory brunch for less with 365 by Whole Foods Market, featuring wallet-happy finds like cold smoked Atlantic salmon and more. This is NPR's Life Kit. I'm Andrew Limbong, reporter at NPR's Arts Desk. Remember that movie High Fidelity from 2000, the one with John Cusack that recently got remade into a TV show on Hulu? Cusack's supposed to be this snobby record store owner named Rob, and there's this scene where he's talking about the rules to making a great mixtape. Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art, many do's and don'ts. First of all, you're using someone else's poetry to express how you feel. This is a delicate thing. I've loved this movie since before I realized Rob is supposed to be kind of a jerk, and as such, I've long been obsessed with making the right mix CDs and playlists. But in our algorithm-run world of today, it's worth asking why even bother making playlists anymore? I mean, the robots always seem to know the exact right emo songs to get me ready for fall, so why fight them? Don't get me wrong, the algorithm is great at the educated guesses, but... No one knows exactly what you like like you do, right? There's no DJ better than yourself to kind of hit those marks. That's NPR's own Bobby Carter, a guy who lives and breathes music. On top of producing the Tiny Desk concerts for NPR Music, Bobby has performed as DJ Cousin B for over two decades. And he knows just about everything there is to know about curating music. And he says Spotify is great and all, but the act of putting together your own playlist speaks its own language. I mean... A lot of us aren't great with words, so why not let the song tell it, you know? As High Fidelity's Rob says, using someone else's poetry is a very delicate thing. So in this episode of Life Kit, some tips on how to make the perfect playlist for any occasion, for yourself or for someone else. This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options within your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Host a celebratory brunch for less with 365 by Whole Foods Market. Featuring wallet-happy finds like cold smoked Atlantic salmon, mini quiches, organic everything bagels, and more. Plus, visit the floral department and jazz up your table with a beautiful bouquet of big, bright, sourced-for-good flowers. When the brunch has to be perfect and delicious, go to your local Whole Foods Market. Support for NPR and the following message come from the Wallace Foundation, working to develop and share practices that can improve learning and enrichment for young people and the vitality of the arts for everyone. Ideas and information at wallacefoundation.org. So to start this conversation, I asked Bobby, big picture, why are playlists important? What do they do for you? In this this time we're living in now, I mean, I know for sure that we listen to music differently. So... Um, you want, we, we're going through so much and so many different moods. Um, obviously for me personally, I'm listening to stuff that just kind of keep me calm and keep me level. Um, so you want to, you want to try to music, you, you lean on music. So you want, you want to make these playlists to kind of 
ensure that you're not alone. There's always a song to kind of carry you through things. These playlists just simply help you get through. You know what I mean? And you and and you need that. Yeah. Do you have different playlists for like <laughs> like doing dishes or like when you're when you're like at the gym? Like <laughs> how do you how do you structure like for those playlists out? For my favorite, I want to say my favorite playlist that that's never ending that that I that's just, I constantly add to is my uh weekend house cleaning playlist. <laughs> you can go so many places, but music to clean a house is just so essential. Um what's on it? Personally, oh my god, what's what's not on it, man? I like to go high energy, sliding the family stone and a bunch of new edition and even Alanis Morissette and Jamiroquai and, you know, you name it. Fat Joe, DJ Quick, you name it. It just all... <laughs> the problem with that is the house isn't getting clean if you're busy, like, karaokeing by yourself, oh, you know? <laughs> but, but that's the thing. I'm not. I'm, I'm getting it done while these songs are playing. You know what I mean? I'm just... Uh-huh. I'm sweeping and dusting in a frenzy over here. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I, so the music kind of keeps keeps my energy up. And then you have your cool down. Sometimes people ask me for breakup playlists, you know, if they've broken up with somebody, your family reunions, of course, weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, so you name it, man. There's, there's so many different playlists, dude. And I, I like to make them all. Well, yeah, I kind of want to get into that a little bit more because, like, I think before you start making a playlist, like, do you have to ask yourself questions? Because, like, I mean, I, I sort of understand you when you say that you know yourself better than anyone, but I'm like, Oh, I, I never know what I want. Right. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't I need have like my wife order my takeout. Yeah. For me, you know? <laughs> so like what, what sort of questions do you need to ask before you start embarking on this journey? You know, playlists, they do a really good job at uh, accentuating the mood and a feeling. So, you know, I ask myself, well, well how, how do I feel right now? What am I going through? Am I looking to come down from a mood that I'm in? Am I looking to sort of highlight that and and really pull it out, you know what I mean? It, it really sort of depends. But at the end of the day, you're really trying to set a mood or accentuate a mood. Mm. All right. So now that if you have, like, the mood figured out and, like, the sort of emotional feel you're going for, yeah. um, I guess the first step is, like, picking songs, right? <laughs> which, which is, like, a big step. So how do you start there? Yeah. So I kind of think about this as, you know, I think about the structure almost almost like a, a an airline flight, how you have, like, you have your ascent, you have your peak where you'll stay there and cruise for a while, and then you'll have your landing. And that arc is kind of like the way you want to build your playlist. So you mm. you just sort of think and play connect the dots. You know, when you really have your musical brain on, and I know I've, you know, I always have mine on, I'm always connecting the dots when it comes to songs. So that song's great. Oh, well, that reminds me of that. Or sometimes you'll say, okay, well, that song's great. I love this artist. Let's let's pick another song from this artist. There's so many different angles you can come from or, or go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a flight. All right. I like that. Let's uh, let's belabor this metaphor a bit and take us on a quick trip from takeoff to landing. Hmm. Let's see. That's a good question. To take off, I like. I'll play something like. I'll start with like some chill R and B, like a song like "Whoa" from Snow Allegra or. Something really smooth to kind of build up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then as you kind of go through, you'll play like, you'll you'll ramp it up a little bit more. You'll play something from Snoop, something like that. Or 
and then as you as you slowly start to build up depending on where you are you'll play like to really kind of set it off with Beyonce before I let go into like some some candy by cameo and then turn it up some more with some suave mente and really really turn it up and go in you know what I mean and, yeah. and you stay that you stay there for a little while As you come down, some uh-huh. you know, some Marvin Gaye to bring it down, some Bruno Mars, some some you know, Outcast, something like that. Of course, got to throw in some Drake, uh, and then you come down it with like some with with like some Daniel Caesar or, or Redbone from uh, from Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. kind of bring it down, get them get them close together. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and then you send them on their way, man. Yeah. Nice. Can't stay here, but you gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> How do you balance like the surefire? If you're making a playlist for somebody else, right? Yeah. Or a group of people. How do you balance the surefire hits? You know, people are gonna rock out to this versus yeah. trying to introduce them to something new, right? Because I think some of the mistakes I've made in making playlists for other people is like I, I try to feed them too many vegetables. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As yeah. opposed to feeding them like some candy in between. So how do you balance yeah. the two? Well, I mean, you said it. I mean, I think the big song, the big hit is the hook. The big song and the big hit is the candy. So once you once you hit them with a couple of hits, that kind of gives you more leeway to kind of then go in with something new or you, you you know that's when you that's when you start with your music discovery i think because you have them they're more open now they're more receptive to other things so that's where you sort of hook them in it doesn't even have to be a hit song but something that they're super familiar with once you hit them with a couple of those that's when you go in with the music discovery that's when you go in and try things now they're liking what you're playing let me put them on to something new mm. i'm curious like in in your head um, if you listen to new songs, are you constantly putting them in your brain file folder under different playlists? You know what I mean? For like, sure. Are, are, for you sure. Them, like ready to go? It's like, oh, this would be good for cleaning the house. It's like, oh, this That's, would be good for the gym. For sure. I think that um, for me, um, the music, the music discovery is the most important aspect to any playlist, any set you're spinning. I'm always looking to sort of. Uh, put somebody on to a new artist or a brand new song nothing's more satisfying than than someone coming to you and saying hey i never heard that before what is that that's great how can i get it you know who's the artist um so i that's that's probably highest on my list other than keeping people dancing and smiling is is music music discovery and really kind of uh opening people up to new sounds and new artists. Do you write this stuff down or like have a, like a formal system of logging? I, I only ask because there's been a couple of times where I've been trying to make a list or a playlist mm-hmm. and then I've been yeah. to a section where it's like, oh, I heard that one song like a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, It yeah, was yeah. by, by, and then I like, lo- you know, and then it's like gone. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh. and then like, yeah. I like try to go into my browser history, be like, mm-hmm. I think it was mm-hmm. a Thursday. I think I heard it. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. do you have any sort of like formal organizational system? I said that as a joke at the beginning, but now I'm curious if you actually do. Well, Shazam is your friend. First and foremost is Shazam, right? If, and if Shazam can't pick it up, I, I just I try to listen a little closer and I'll type I'll just type in a lyric. Mm-hmm. And from there, I'll go to Google and type in that lyric and do a search, a lyric search. I, I go crazy with this type of stuff. You know, back when I was DJing in clubs, 
I would always catch people in the corner Shazam and stuff while I'm playing. It's the greatest thing. Oh, ever. nice. <laughs> oh, that must feel so good. It's like, yeah, you liked it. You it's, liked the best, it you know? it's the best. It's the best. Are there any cliches to avoid? Just songs that have played out that, you know, you as a DJ can't like, it's <laughs> like, oh, I could never like play that. It's it's so like passe. Well, I always say that it's it's subjective, right? But I, you know, depending on who I'm spinning for, they'll say, hey, uh, absolutely no line dances, right? Uh-huh. Um, for, for, for the love of God, please do not play the Cupid Shuffle or... Some people may say, hey, play play some line dances. You know, some people love them, some people don't. Some people will say, hey, whatever you do, don't play the Macarena, right? So it's, mm-hmm. there's some songs like that where, you know, they'll get it played out or, or, or YMCA. Don't play YMCA. I want it, I want it to feel fresh. I want it to feel, uh, uh, you know, all ages, but, you know, surprises. So there are a few cliches out there. Line dances come come to mind. Um Anything where it's it's kind of like a like well you have to sort of gather a group or try to get a whole group a group together to, to do the same thing. Some people just don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to going from one song to the next and like getting that flow right and not breaking the rhythm, do you have any like tips or tricks that you use that you think you can impart to some people who maybe not as like musically nerdy? Yeah, I do these things where. When you think of classic drum patterns, I think of stuff like uh, Funky Drummer by James Brown, which is one of the most sampled drum patterns in music, period. It's been sampled by hundreds of songs. You can literally make an entire playlist that samples that same drum pattern. So imagine 50 songs with the same drum foundation. You could do that. Mm -hmm. Or... When you think of a song like Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen and you put it together with Pharrell's Happy and Bruno Mars is locked out of heaven. Or Take On Me by Aha. That's the same exact drum signature or time signature. So that it's all going to flow perfectly. Same goes with Outkast's Hey Yo. Those few songs right there, those all sit in the same time signature. So when you make those transitions, it sounds so smooth because before you know it, you realize you're dancing or you're moving, you know, in the same rhythmic pattern. And it can flow. I mean, you can, you can go forever with something like that. I'm trying to play these songs in my head, be like... Yeah, take some of those songs. I'll send you some of those songs, but you'll realize, like, of course, you know Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes, of course. The quintessential Carlton song was It's Not Unusual, right? And this famous dance they call the Carlton. A friend of mine did a mix called The Carlton, where he played a bunch of songs in 2-4, and basically you can do the Carlton for an hour straight. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. You can go for days with a mix like that. How do you know when you're done? Uh, that's a good question, man. I think of it sort of two-tiered again when it comes to uh, playing for a live crowd. I know I'm done when you have the last call and the lights come on mm-hmm. and people are hunched over, sweating, gasping for air. 
that's when you know your job is done if you're playing in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. For playlists, I don't think your job's ever ever completely done. You know what I mean? I think you sort of if you're if you're putting together a playlist for an event, you sort of find out from the from the host, you know, what the event is and 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 what they're looking for, how long the event is. You do the math, determine to determine how many songs you need to play, and just hope for the best, man. You mm-hmm. always want to. You you want to add a little bit, but um, you just hope for the best. And like I said, lean on your experience as a true music lover and for myself as a DJ and just sort of hope and have the confidence that you're doing your job. It, it does. It's almost when you're and maybe I, my heart is on my sleeve a little bit too much here. It's like I, I find it's a very sometimes a, it's an intimate thing when you're making a playlist specifically for somebody else, I mean, that's like my own maybe personal bias. Well, no, well, 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 well I, I know what you mean, man. A, a playlist or a mixtape, it's a love mm-hmm. language. I, you know, when I, when I courted the woman who eventually became my wife, I want to say almost weekly, she got a playlist for me or just a set of songs. I was, you know, make, you know, back, this was, this was 18 years ago now. So it will always be, it would always be mix CDs. And I made them weekly. And I would like to think, that helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. I uh I proposed to my wife through a mixtape or through a mix CD rather. See? Yeah, it exactly, was like uh I like in the liner notes I wrote like a I, I made it was like a collection of songs for my like relationship and stuff like that and like bands we'd listen to in college and then I made like a in the liner notes like a question mark, like a check yes if you want or check no if you don't want. Let me know. Oh, Bye. <laughs> Who knew Andrew was a player? I didn't. I know now. It's such That's a, and that, the lamest thing possible, dude. But but it works, man. These yeah. are the little things that just work, man. I I I, I can relate. I mean, nothing nothing speaks that language like music, dude. I you know when when we got married, uh, I created a whole mix that just sort of told the entire story of our ten years at the time. You know, we were ten years. We were together for ten years before we got married, and I just sort of. Through each song, it sort of told a story about something that we went through in our relationship. And you can do that through music. There's a, there's a story for any, any relationship through a song, I think. Okay, let's recap. Here are Bobby's steps for creating your perfect playlist. First and foremost, you want to figure out what type of mood you're trying to set. What are you looking to accomplish with this playlist, right? Second, you immediately start to think about songs that come to mind. So if when the you know when they say, hey, I want a cocktail hour playlist, you start jotting down the first few songs that come to mind. Um, and then from there you sit down and you do your research. Um, and listen, you could cheat a little bit. There's no set rules to this. So if you need to go to a another playlist and pick a few things there's nothing wrong with that know your crowd you have to know your crowd if you don't know your crowd then you're lost and finally surprise people squeeze in something that they that they've never heard of that you know is great the element of surprise is always welcome in a playlist it's almost essential For more Life Kit, check out our other episodes. We've got an episode on how to appreciate poetry and another on how to up your coffee game and lots more. 
You can find those at npr.org slash lifekit. And if you love LifeKit and want more, subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash lifekitnewsletter. And as always, here is a completely random tip, this time from listener Alex from Brooklyn. Hi, LifeKit. My tip is uh, for the last couple of years, I've been doing something called No Debt November. That means that for the entire month of November, I cannot use a single subscription service. I don't use a single Uber or Lyft, and I block Seamless and Grubhub from my phone and computer so that I am only using the money that is in my bank account. And all the money that I saved that month from not using any subscription services, I saved that money and I tend to make a nice big deposit to my student loans on January 1st as like a New Year gift to myself. But I have friends who use that money for other things. Uh, That's my tip. Bye. Do you have a random tip? Leave us a voicemail at 202-216-9823 or email us a voice memo at lifekit at npr.org. This episode was produced by Andy Tagle. Megan Kane is the managing producer. Beth Donvin is our senior editor. Our digital editor is Claire Lombardo, and our editorial assistant is Claire Marie Schneider. I'm Andrew Limbong. Thanks for listening. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Tired of not getting a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with their original podcast, Choiceology. Choiceology is a show about the psychology and economics behind people's decisions. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com slash podcast. It's a high-stakes election year, so it's not enough to just follow along. You need to understand what's happening so you are fully informed come November. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast, our political reporters break down important stories and backstories from the campaign trail so you understand why it matters to you. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.